0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Signal. At Jannay Media, we love content. We love hearing about new content and people's reasons for creating it. Well, this conversation today with the rather wonderful Clem Burford about his YouTube channel FlySim24 has a very cool and very special origin story which once again proves that people's drive to indulge in their passions and, and share their content off the back of those passions is really quite a beautiful and crucial thing. Hope you enjoy this. I'm already recording everything, so I'm just going to introduce our guest today to The Signal podcast, Clem Burford. Hi, Clem.
1: Hi, thanks for having me.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. No, pleasure's <laughs> ours. Um, so, Clem, you know this, but just for the benefit of our listeners, you are dad to uh, Rebecca Burford, who is uh, one of our clients who we work with at Charles Russell Speechlees. Are you aware of this? Yes,
1: definitely. (laughs) Yeah, she put me up for this.
0: Yeah, so that's right. So she gave us some recommendations for our newsletter, Content Ed. And like the dutiful daughter, uh, one of her recommendations was your YouTube channel, which is called FlySim24, which we'll talk about depth at the moment. But essentially, FlySim24 is... Um, the place you've chosen, the YouTube channel that you've chosen to house your videos, your many videos that you've made. First of all, around the development of and then the use of this flight simulator. That's right, isn't it? Which you've built in your yeah, house. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I
0: was just going to ask, where is it in your house? Like in which room?
1: It's in our study. Okay. Well, which is actually more of a. It's a game sort of hobbies room
2: okay
1: um <clears throat> my wife used to do cakes and cake decorating ah, okay and all sort of all sorts of classes um so i've got a corner of it which then <laughs> extended a bit <laughs> into, into nearly half the room so, so you're yeah taken over. Uh, it's in the, yeah it's in the study it was a dining room and we never used it as a dining room so we made it into a study
0: like we do more hobbies in this family than we do sitting around eating so let's repurpose this room. okay so flight simulators my experience of flight simulators is absolutely zero but in preparation for this interview i did google uh simple online flight simulator and had a go yeah (laughs) Uh, interesting it's so tricky. So it was a—I can't remember the name of it, um, but I'll put it in the show notes in case people want to have a go themselves. But okay. it was very simple, and it was just using my key keyboard, up and down arrow, and I don't know the space bar or something for the throttle. And I just—I I couldn't make—I couldn't not, make it work. At all. Not
1: very easy, is it? No, <laughs> no,
0: extremely difficult. I yeah. kept ending up <clears throat> on my back. But your flight simulator, which you showed me of some videos of a couple of weeks ago, is. An impressive setup much more than just a graphic on a screen so could you start by giving us a sort of overview of the setup you've developed in your games room and tell us in sort of layman terms how how you get it all to kind of work together and and the yeah. experience is akin to flying an actual plane right so yeah. How, how, yeah how does it work
1: okay well first of all the the whole system is uh, built around the flight simulation software itself and um, right. there are, they are quite a few big um, companies doing flight simulation software. Uh, mine is done by X-Plane, it's called, uh, Laminar Research, I'm giving them a plug. But, you know, yeah. Microsoft, <laughs> Microsoft, another big company that's done uh, quite a very good flight simulator recently. So that's where you start. You, you have to have the software. You know, the okay. hardware is only through your own personal choice. Um, in my case, I decided to get X explained software which was recommended because it was more realistic and um, not only that it has a division which has a professional version which is used for actual pilot training
0: I see okay okay
1: which you know nobody else seemed to have at the time that was available for the more um, you know home user market so I got this software then I thought, thought you know that's okay but i wanted a bit more realism and um so it started off with just a screen as everybody does you know screen keyboard mouse mm. and then it progressed into another screen a couple of, <laughs> <laughs> a couple of tablets um, and then i thought well yeah okay um i could go a little bit further <laughs> and the next logical thing was to get a yoke flight yoke Okay. So, yeah. you know, instead of using the keyboard and mouse to pull up, rotate, go, you know, left and right, so I got the um, the yoke, the flight yoke, plus the throttle quadrant. Um, so, you know, you now start to look like the inside of a plane. Uh, but obviously, it, there are limitations mm-hmm. for having it on a desktop. So, ended up winding up now. I've got um, four, no, five iPad stroke tablets, three phones, three large 24 <laughs> screens, <laughs> a laptop. <laughs> and I sometimes use my mobile phone as well on it because, you know, you want to do a little bit of, you know, configuration, you can do that.
0: Do not try to so. call this man.
1: <laughs> no, <laughs> I'll be flying somewhere. <laughs> so I, and, and of course, yeah. yeah and of course, you've got to, me- I've got to mention the sound side of it as mm-hmm. well. Um, you you get extremely realistic sound from the simulation i've got um so i put a couple of um, speakers which were high quality i um, don't know if i can say the names of things but you know they're both speakers but they're you know very good sound so when you hear the engine and the click of the switches um, everything that you hear in the cockpit is um, replicated and the sound comes through just like inside a cockpit really
2: amazing
0: and, and yeah. so so just so that i understand so on each individual phone or ipad is a different function of a cockpit
1: yes yes yeah so I, i've got um different uh, panels which they, they call them panels yeah. um so it will give you like a, a gyro or um I don't want to get too technical, yeah, but no, PF, <laughs> P, PFD and ND and all these little uh, instruments are, you know, re- re- replicated by the panels, okay. and the software does all of it. You just got to be creative and decide where you want everything to come up.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, I'm doing it on mainly on the seven three seven eight hundred, right. a Boeing seven three seven eight hundred. So. The general setup is of that cockpit. Okay. So you know the, the three, the, the four panels that goes along the front, will have the main displays, the main instruments of that layout of the seven three seven eight
2: hundred.
1: Got it. Um, having said that, you know, for smaller aircraft like the Cessna or the Piper or you know one of those smaller aircraft, you can quickly reconfigure these displays to have the instruments for that aircraft
0: it's amazing i mean this is a whole new world um for me i mean it i'm sure lots of people wouldn't understand quite the extent to to how to to the way you can build this you can build this thing out
1: yeah i guess for someone who's starting off this is really high end Mm. it's it's not even a medium it's beyond medium level mm. of um, configurations uh, most people are very happy with one screen for their main display of flight and then a second screen for the auxiliary type bits that you need when you you're flying mm-hmm. so you yeah, uh, know most people have um, a display to set up all their configuration type stuff on um, i've got part of my three screens i do have like a navigation Bit that comes up, a window that comes up, um, because where you get your charts and things like that. So that pops up, but you don't actually see that in the um, videos unless I choose to br- it. bring it onto the main screen. Yeah. But um, yeah, so you, you do have a lot of external bits to the flight itself that you're, um, you, you're con- using as a tool, um, as well as configuring. Your flight and things.
0: So I suppose, in sort of real world terms, the, these these things are used is so that pilots can actually practice flying routes. Oh oh
1: oh yes, very much so. Yeah. Th- this is where it originally started. That you know, pilots wouldn't go straight into a plane to fly to learn to fly. Rather, um, they would have a simulation, which is a full size motion simulator, okay. and that they, they would do all their Initial training before they go anywhere near a real plane. Of course, uh, but the simulator obviously has to do um, has to uh, present all the uh, facilities that you would have in a real plane. So if you pull on a lever here or a flicker switch, it would do exactly the same. And so my my simulation, um, the, uh, the aircraft I chose fly is actually being developed and has real world pilots who put their inputs in to make this simulator a home user simulator better for you know people like me to experience and so yeah we, we all have a group of people who feedback um, there's a massive it's not just a small group it's a massive group of followers who actually help with the development and constant development of this aircraft as you can imagine, it's seven three seven eight hundred is a quite a large mm-hmm. aircraft, and it's got lots of functions inside. Mm. Um, I would say I don't know a hundred percent, but <laughs> I would say maybe you know seventy eighty percent. I could um, could talk you through what what the switches do and the dials, etc. Yeah.
0: Good. Um. So the big question, but you were not a pilot, <laughs> am I right? No.
1: No. No. <laughs> <laughs> not not a pilot, but um the closest thing to being a pilot I was I was in the Air Force for twenty two years. Yeah, I was gonna ask, and, okay. Uh, yeah. Um I did want to become air crew for um engineering. Okay. That's to do with the actual electronics on an aircraft rather than ground electronics. Okay. Um got it. when I went went to join, they there was no vacancies for air aircraft electric uh, aircraft engineers or the electrical side anyway. Okay. Uh, they had vacancies for the mechanics, aircraft mechanics. And I really was into more the elect- electrical side, you know, how the instruments work and all the radios and all the things that's communication-wise on the aircraft. But so they offered me instead uh, ground electronics, okay. um, which to, was to do with the ground communications of, you know talking to aircraft Up as well this, as okay. talking to other yeah so I, it was close I, I was on an airfield um well, a few times i was stationed on an airfield mm. and we we were responsible for the um, vhf communications between the ground the tower okay and yeah. the aircraft themselves there
0: okay so were you the guy that did that sort of guiding things that you had a screen in front of you, there were planes, dots flying? Oh, no. Was that you? No,
1: no, that's, that's, that's the air traffic controllers. That's but they, they, my, limited, <laughs> my limited
0: experience.
1: No, it, it's, a, it's a massive um, area where there's so many different people involved in the flight. You know, you have the dispatchers, right. you have the ground people on the, crew, um, the ground crew which actually do manoeuvring, and, you know, the people who wave the little things gotcha. for the planes yeah. to come yeah. in. Yeah, yeah, I've seen um, them in films. They, they will look, up, <laughs> Yeah, they will look after things like the pushback of the plane and all that sort of thing. Okay. Totally different crew to the people who are in the air traffic yeah. who are, are solely responsible for the maneuvering and the safety of aircraft in the air.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, and, again, you've got the the technicians who are responsible for the communication side of the um System where you speak, and you get you know response from the aircraft. Mm. Yeah, so mm. yeah, so there's a lot of people lot of involved. People,
2: in, yeah, yeah, and getting a plane up <laughs> in, in
1: the air, and... And, and I haven't even mentioned the important people at the check-in, the baggage and the handlers, <laughs> yeah, and all yeah, those. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So when you get on a flight next time, just remember, you know, it's about five thousand people responsible for you <laughs> made
0: this flight possible.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> Cool. So I guess the big question is, so you were in the world of planes and things, so you know, this wasn't completely out of left field for you, but why did you, why did you take it upon yourself to build this flight simulator in your house?
1: Okay. Well, this is a massive question to my situation because um, it started off, I've always been interested in flight simulation, but the... When I really started to get into this um, is when I was I was ill and I was recovering. Um, I was diagnosed with prostate cancer back in 2017 mm-hmm. and um, I'm fine now. I've been through mm-hmm. and There's lots of things have happened since. And while I was recovering, I couldn't go to work. I was on, um, first of all, chemotherapy, then radiotherapy and, and all the time. I was on hormone therapy, which actually destroys your life completely yes. um yeah so I got through all of that but after i had um done my ra- chemotherapy um I started radiotherapy and I started to feel better but you know anybody will tell you you do get some very lows mm. um when you're going through all this stuff and I I just wanted something different to take my mind off <laughs> What was going what my uh, real life body was going through and telling me <laughs> oh no, you can't go out in the garden you can't go and cut the grass and simple things you just yeah. couldn't do So <clears throat> I decided that I wanted to take my hobby um, a bit further and which was my flight simulation and I uh, before that I was only a small sort of small system very rarely did I go on and actually do a proper flight. Yeah, it was just like playing with it. Um, so I thought, uh, you know what? I'd like to build a proper flight simulator. <laughs> and uh, when I spoke. I told my wife and my daughters, and they all said, "Yeah, that's fine. You know, it's something to do, Dad. You know, keeps you occupied." And I said, "Yeah, that's exactly right." Anyway, long story short, I started off with just a screen, as I said earlier, and um, it just sort of grew and grew and grew. <laughs> Um, at the time, I was still going through treatment and um, a lot of it from the prostate cancer research um, you know I was in this uh, what they call it, a trial okay. called stampede and you know there' was a lot of things being done for me mm-hmm. and I thought you know i'd really like to do something to give back yeah. as a sponsor of some sort so I got to a stage where the flight simulator was doing well I must do I was very proud of it. And I said to my family, I said, I'd like to do something to raise some funds for prostate cancer research. And I said, I'd like to do a 24 hour flight. And of course they said, well, what do you think, 24? You know, it's blah, 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 blah. I said, yeah, um, I'd like to fly my simulator for 24 <laughs> hours as a sponsorship. <laughs> and um, Bill thought I'd gone mad by then. The chemo's obviously <laughs> affected his brain. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, after a few weeks of talking about it, they sort of came round, shall I say. Um, then I got to a stage where I was getting better and I was going back to work. I spoke to more people about it, and the amount of encouragement I got oh, was just great. enormous. Yeah, but... And I just thought, I've got to yeah. do it. You yeah, know, I've, I've got now. to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I <I've> said it. <laughs> and um, initially, it was just like a, a tester, you know, you, you ask people things, but it, sometimes it's like I'm trying to find out whether people would like this idea or yeah. not, you know. Um, anyway, I got a lot of support from it. I was um, did a flight from Gatwick. London Gatwick to Sydney Australia and it was meant to take 24 hours so I designed my route my plan was to um, initially do you know a couple of stops however the plane that I was flying would only do um, about five and a half hours okay. or- Max, if you really did it, and the last drop of fumes could do <laughs> yeah. maybe six hours. <laughs> yeah. So I planned it that I would I would have four stops and I'd fly sort of from here, Northern Europe, and across um, India and down into Northern Australia and then Sydney. So I'd, I had this five, this um, five legs, four stops, and uh, did the flight uh 26 and a half hours it took okay. in the end is that um,
0: longer that was did you so it should only take 24 but it took a couple of extra it, it
1: should take just under 24 hours if you were doing it non-stop right um, okay oh, okay I but see. obviously every time you stop course, you have to course, yeah. refuel yeah, yeah. turn around so you add about you know half an hour or so per leg okay. <clears throat> which which worked out just about right and. Yeah, so it went through the night. I was up all night. Uh, my family, bless them, they were a bit concerned. So they all took it turns between midnight and 6am in the morning to be up with me. One of them was always oh, so with nice. me. Just to make sure I was all right. Very pilot. <laughs> and, um, yeah, plenty of coffee <laughs> and snacks through the night. Um, at the time, I, uh, I didn't know how I was going to broadcast this or anything. Uh, so I decided to put it on Facebook okay yeah uh, I had a sm- small group of people on Facebook who were following me at the time and um, initially I thought I don't want it to be sabotaged uh, I just want to do it um, in the comfort of friends who uh, I know are, are there to support me
2: yeah.
1: and um, so I did that and I put it on and you know I would rec- I would broadcast the beginning and the end of each leg okay yeah. I said at the time I wasn't sure about how long you could stream for whatever. And yeah. It was very early days for me on yeah, social yeah, media. Yeah. Uh, so I did that. And then for prostate cancer research, um, they were absolutely amazed about it. I got a lot of publicity
0: Wicked. on their
1: side. Yeah, and I got publicity with the local press. The local radio station interviewed me Um I'm on Prostate Cancer's website as a fundraiser. Mm-hmm. It raised... Over five thousand in the end oh my God, with amazing. the gift aid,
2: excellent. Yeah, yeah. That's a good whack. Four
1: thousand eight hundred and something plus the gift aid pushed it over the five thousand. Nice. Um, and they it, in this uh, certificate, which is all you know, it's all amazing. On, I just felt that uh, you know I really wanted to do something to mm. support what the work that they're doing because without their input, a lot of um, people who's got prostate cancer wouldn't know you know, wouldn't have the direction of how the treatment is, you know, because originally, I think, if I'm not mistaken, they used to give radiotherapy first and through all these research that prostate cancer um, were doing, uh, they found out that men were living longer if they did the chemotherapy first. Oh, interesting, and then the radiotherapy... I see. Yeah, it's things simple things like that, yeah. you know, which they're working on behind the scenes. Yeah. And if I can give a quick plug... Well, uh Prostate Cancer Research, uh, just yesterday, was, um, 4th of April, 2023, um, launched a website called The Info Pool.
2: Okay.
1: It's the infopool.co.uk, and it's for men who are looking, looking into prostate cancer from the very beginning to, you know, after treatment, side effects, types of treatment. Excellent. And... If you go on that website, you may see somebody that you recognise. <laughs> recognise <laughs> um, the voice of. <laughs> yeah, the voice. It's actually got. It's got my video. I've got three videos on there. Excellent. Um, for the different treatments. Uh, yeah. So, if you want more information about it, I'm um, very welcome to uh, you know talk to you or guide anybody as to what we you can get more information about prostate cancer.
0: Oh, that's that's good of you, Clem. So it's like a just a, a sort of library of resources, an archive of everything you would want to know, sort of thing.
1: Yes, yes. It's it's got real um experience of patients who like myself, yeah. who've gone through the treatment and each each type of treatments have different side effects, how the treatment's given and you know what to expect basically yeah. from the person who's actually gone through it. Uh, and we've all got different stories yeah, yeah. and we've all had different fears and different concerns and we've all you know come out to a different degree of um, success mm. uh, excellent somebody said to me once they you know they were living with prostate cancer it's not life-threatening mm. um, and and they most probably will die of something other than prostate cancer okay, yeah. so it was encouraging yeah. because you know uh, a lot of people hear the big c yeah and, that's it yeah. oh no that's the end of you know yeah. that's it um, but you know i've had it and i've gone through it had the treatment and um so far um i'm okay this will be reviewed every year so yeah it's quite good
0: excellent excellent plug there And obviously, we'll put all of that information in the show notes that go along with this episode. So something I just want to pick up on, back to your 24-hour marathon that you did. Um, You said, so you planned this great route, and I imagine in terms of watching the thing, to fly over India, to fly over Europe, that's quite an attractive-looking route. Have I got that right?
1: Yes, yes, it is, yeah. And um, uh, while I was planning the the route because each airfield has to be big enough um, to take my airplane. Okay, interesting. And yeah. obviously so you, <laughs> the runway has to be long enough. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, you know, it sounds like simple things, but when you're planning this, <laughs> you've got you have got to find the between the distance between the takeoff and landing, mm-hmm. you're limited to where you can stop. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, also there's a thing called ILS instrument landing system, which I just wanted to make sure that each airport had that facility, so that when I'm coming to land, I've got the ILS that I can use for landing. Okay, makes life a lot easier. What is it? What's what is Um, the ILS?
0: What does it explain? The
1: the ILS is 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 basically electronic system which guides the plane to the runway. Okay. So, although you are, you know, in the last final stages of the landing. Um, you control the plane. Mm. Um, Planes can auto-land, which is another subject altogether. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But um, for, you know, being a flight simulator Mm enthusiast, you want to be able to land the plane yourself. You don't, you know, there's no fun in flying a plane and not landing. (laughs) (laughs) So the the ILS allows you, it guides you. It's got um, the glide slope and localizer beam that comes out and it guides the plane down. So you, although you're, coming down manually you're using that as a, a guide I okay. to make sure that you're in the on the right path the right height okay. and the right um de- deviation between the center line etc
0: okay but not all airf- not runway. all airfields have that so you chose ones no, that specifically no. do
1: yes that's right yeah. and and also the length of the runways i said before um, obviously, this, this plane, being a large jet, has to have a certain length of runway. Okay. So okay. I was looking for a minimum of 7,000 feet runway. Okay. Um, you know, you can I can, I can land on 6,500 feet, but it is a little bit more of a bit <laughs> <challenge laughs> <The> hairy. And... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, you can do it. But, you know, I thought to myself, the pressure is actually complete in the 24 hours mm. and mm-hmm. not having any... Mm. Extra, you know, stretch along the way. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I did get um, four runways that I could stop at, mm-hmm. separated by about five to five and a half hours okay. each leg.
0: And that's more interesting. I mean, one a sort of fair obvious question, I suppose, is why not just get a plane that's big enough to do the twenty-four hours in one stretch? But I suppose it's more interesting oh. to do the landing.
1: Okay. Yeah, funny enough, you, you mentioned that because I did originally started to investigate flying a bigger plane, mm-hmm. which would do just one stop shot, and, yeah. you know, yeah, um, you say you'd fly half, virtually halfway and then refuel and then continue. So I started learning the, the Boeing 777, okay, um, which is a much bigger aircraft than the one I've got. <clears throat> um it was so complicated <laughs> and uh <laughs> i gave myself two weeks to learn this plane that would most probably take three months to learn it properly um i did fly in it a couple of times um the landing was a bit more tricky mm-hmm. the, the actual flight model that the aircraft wasn't perfect either mm-hmm. so um not saying it's all there, fault, but uh if I'd had a, a more stable aircraft <laughs> where it would do things that you want it to do or not would it, it randomly would do something strange. Um Then maybe. So yeah, I, I yeah, I would have I would have done it in shorter number of steps, mm. but it, it didn't work out with the Triple Seven. Mm. Having said that now since, I have actually learned to fly a 737. Oh, great. Okay. um, Yeah, and it is a lovely aircraft to fly. It's it's, it's so similar to the 737. It's just bigger. More of it. (laughs) There's more of it. It can carry loads of passengers. 300 and odd passengers, I can't remember now, instead of 189. Uh, The engines are, are massive um just about everything about it is, is, you know, and of course it handles differently yeah, as yeah, well
2: yeah
1: you know. so yeah I, I would have done it in a small if i given me another three months I would, most probably would have mastered it <laughs> uh, well
0: maybe for your next one but as i say it's, it's more yeah. it's more interesting to do the, like you say what you want is the landing yeah. experience the experience That's of landing right, and yeah. taking off so the more of those you can get in a big trip the better yeah. i would
1: think it was actually it did work out better i think because Mm. as i took off on land more people came on to watch and they could see you know through three o'clock in the morning when i was doing (laughs) a landing people were coming on to see if i was (laughs) i was making it or not and thankfully every landing was okay it was (laughs) you know never crashed on any of them
0: and um oh. and something else you mentioned when we were talking in our preparatory call was about the weather now this just blew my mind the idea that oh yeah get... yes. yeah tell us about how the weather factors in the real, okay. the real world weather
1: well, yeah the are two things that is real time and real weather mm. um real time is obvious that you know once you start the flight simulator i started it at 6 a.m in the morning and that was the time in gatwick the, 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 the real time at gatwick um the flight actually took off just after that. But, you know, your preparation is like an hour before the flight. <clears throat> so I was up five. Um, got everything ready. And uh, so when I flew on my first leg and the, the time difference in, um, where was it now? I can't remember exactly the first stop. Anyway, so, you know, your, your time was actually real to what was happening in that country for the local time so that was the real time then you got the real weather that you can switch on and allows you to have the weather that's in that country at that time so you know i I tend to fly real weather because it's just more interesting Mm -hmm. because if you if you just fly all the time with clear skies, yeah. there's no challenge. Yeah, yeah. You know? The wind and wind rain effects and uh, all the, the other weather conditions gives you a more interesting mm-hmm. flight, mm-hmm. especially coming to land and you've got high winds. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so uh, I decided that the, the real weather is actually done by the flight simulator. Okay. It it, it it receives weather information from weather stations around the world that, you know, as you're going into different areas, it will pull the weather information uh, in and crazy. then reproduces it in the simulator. Um, and I've got an extra weather plugin, okay. which I can get more accurate information. And it's actually, um, you know, it just comes in live basically. Mm. So I think it's down to about five minutes updates so that you, you're <clears throat> guaranteed the weather will be true. Mm within five minutes which yeah, some people have it half an hour or 15 minutes
0: you want you want it live right now what's happening yeah virtually
1: yeah if if it starts to rain at Gatwick I know that it's raining at Gatwick (laughs) (laughs) and the clouds as well you know the cloud formation the wind yeah. Like all, you know everything yeah. is monitoring and it then reproduces that in the simulator yeah
0: so then your gizmos displays they do weird things that a plane yeah. would do were it to be yes. flying through it and then you have to respond of course i mean from a real world application point of view of course that makes sense if pilots are practicing flying they, that's they right
1: when you've got turbulence and things like that, very, very quick, unexpected, you know, mm-hmm. vibrations on the plane, mm-hmm. and you're thinking, this is what happens in mm-hmm. real life. Oh you know, um, if you've got a nice, smooth, it's unheard of yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to fly from A to B, and you don't get wind, and you don't get rain, or you don't get sun glare and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It all comes in, you know, mm-hmm. the simple things that you get mm-hmm. all done in the simulator. Mm-hmm.
0: And I remember asking you um, whether you had a whether you could feel it somehow on the you could feel the vibration <laughs> somehow in a chair or something, but you don't have yeah, such chair.
1: I don't. No, <laughs> you can get um, a platform where your chair, is, <laughs> you is know, cool. chair is built on, and it, the platform moves and then gives you the vibrations and the movement that you can have. That is cool. In a, a flight simulator, yeah, that's that's the next step. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's hopefully i don't know it's something that's it's nice to have basically but at the moment i'm concentrating on the actual getting more yeah. experience for the flying yeah and more challenges so, yeah there's a video that i'm just about finishing off at the moment it's a, it's a flying challenge a flight flight challenge um flying over the alps and there's um a runway, which is about 6,500 feet. Okay. Remember what I said yeah, about the runway just about sizes. enough. <laughs> so it's just about enough to not only land, but I'm taking off from there as well, mm-hmm. flying around the mountains, over the Alps, very high, very steep climb up, mm-hmm. and then come down at a very steep descent rate. And it is, I won't give away too much in the video, but <laughs> there's lots of things in that video and it should be out in the next couple of days. Cool.
0: So that was a great segue into talking about your channel and 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 your content, because, uh, you know, on Signal, this podcast, we we love to talk about people's content, why they're making the stuff they're making and what the origin story is. Well, we've just heard your origin story. This is you've built this flight simulator, you're recording content, but you then made a decision. I should share this. You know, so you, you streamed it on Facebook initially. I guess you recorded that twenty-four hour flight, and then and then at that point put it on YouTube. Is that right?
1: Yeah, because um, as I say, originally on Facebook, it was more of a, a small group mm-hmm. of supporters and friends. And you hear these stories about you know people's getting uh, cha- their channels and their media's getting um, what do they call them uh, like
0: trolls, I guess. People like trolls. Busting that's in, it. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and they, you know, they're just there to disturb and disrupt. And so initially I didn't want that. Um, But eventually I I thought, well, I've got all this content and I want to air it to a wider audience. And the next obvious um, platform was YouTube. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I decided to create a YouTube channel. Uh, had maybe about three subscribers, <laughs> and uh, mm. <laughs> it worked hard and re- really hard to get <laughs> subscribers. And I got I got up to about twenty, and I thought, oh right, okay, doing all right. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 yeah, it just wasn't going anywhere, mm. and I thought, oh no, how, what do I do? Anyway, so I kept having it, and um, I'm now nine hundred and oh, I don't know, nine hundred and seventy, I think, or okay. something like that. So I'm getting close to my 1,000. Yeah. But it, it the scale is, is odd because, you know, you start to go and then the first milestone is 100 yeah. subscribers. Yeah, yeah. And when you get to 100, you can have, have your own channel name, etc. Yeah, and And yeah. um, I had a big celebration when I got to <laughs> one. It was great. It was great. Yeah, I thought, yeah, I'm going, I'm going. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, that's... Oh, over a year ago now, but then it sort of slowed down again and then you have to keep feeding it basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, I've now got over 200 videos, I think I've just gone over 200 videos mm-hmm. and you have to be consistent.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, you have to be, uh, you keep put lots of variety of things. Um, so I'll do, like, I'm doing a challenge flight, I've done a, about 10 challenge landings previously and that did really well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I did Christmas flights and things like yeah, that, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anything that's different and <clears throat> more interesting than just getting in and flying.
0: Yeah. And you also use TikTok and Instagram, don't you, to like signpost yes. back to, to YouTube? That's
1: right. Yes. I have got the um, dreaded TikTok. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm on TikTok. <laughs> uh, Instagram, I, I've actually found was really exciting because that grew really rapidly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I got. I mean, these came much later, bearing in mind I wasn't on Instagram or TikTok um, a year ago. Okay. Um, and they're sort of, TikTok is 1500 roughly, Instagram's over 2000 I now, that's good. Or followers. Yeah. And so that's just went crazy. Yeah. Uh, but as I said, the main reason is to have that direction for mm-hmm. people to see my content. Mm-hmm. And I, I have feeders, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and I have a small WhatsApp group as well. Okay. And they all sort of feed into the YouTube channel. Yeah.
0: And the the sort of traffic. I mean, you said earlier people contact you for advice about setting up their own flight simulators. I'm I'm just curious about what the sort of community is around flight simulation enthusiasts. That's
1: yeah, I mean, quite often I'll get people um, contact me or directly on the video. They'll say, oh, how did you get in that to work? Or, yeah. yeah, in the comments. Yeah. Um, um, something else that I've got is a Discord channel, okay, which yeah. Uh, yeah, people use for gaming yeah, yeah. and the, the flight simulation it, world has got massive amount of Discord channels where oh, really? you can go on to. Yeah. Okay. So I have that and a few of the people have come along. i said, well, look, yeah, come onto my Discord channel. We can talk. We can share screens. We can, you know, send photos and things, whatever you want. Um, and I've had you know, a good number of people have come come through, and we've done it either through the Instagram, TikTok, um, YouTube, or coming onto the Discord. Mm. And they they have to log in and sign up. Mm. Obviously, it's a bit more controlled mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, than just a Facebook page mm. where people can randomly come and. Yeah. and just you know like or follow you yeah discord is by invitation basically oh, okay so yeah. it's, it's a group it's a group thing yeah got you yeah and yeah you get all sorts of people come through um one guy just recently was asking me if i could help him he's got um quite a big setup it's okay. a professional setup okay and he's seen my channel yeah. and he thought he says well you know could you point me to why i've got this problem and i, I won't go into details yeah, obviously and yeah, yeah. um, so i gave him a few pointers and he said oh that's a good idea i'll take that you know <laughs> and it's things like that simple things that people might not think about so yeah, yeah I'm, I'm open to help anybody if i can yeah i'm not an expert completely but if i don't know the answer i'll point you to the right direction <laughs> that's
0: excellent yeah i think you might regret that <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, if if they subscribe to my YouTube channel, I don't mind.
0: <laughs> this podcast could just be the push you need.
1: Uh, yes. What yes. did you
0: say? You're on your three hundred away or something? Is that what you said?
1: Um, no, no, I'm only about twenty. Oh, sorry. It's about twenty something away. I think oh, I'm I'm on nine hundred and seventy nine at the last time we looked okay. it was 979 so i only need 21 so <laughs> the lucky <of> 21. <laughs>
0: we'll have to send you a bouquet when you get to
1: oh yeah <laughs> i'm gonna have, have a bottle of champagne yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know there's a lot of um students who come on to my site and you know when the schools are out because all of a sudden the views started yeah. to go up. I mean, you know, my, my videos range from a few hundred to a few thousand and yeah. on Instagram, which is what I was saying. I was quite surprised at how um, recently it's gone up to 15,000 on a, a video views, oh, um, yeah. which I've never actually got anywhere yeah. else. <laughs> um, YouTube, is, it, it sort of tends to be a few hundred or a few thousand mm
0: yeah i think instagram there's i think there's more people on instagram i mean everybody's on instagram right youtube seems to i feel feel like it's more uh if i'm interested in a certain topic i'll go and seek videos on this topic whereas instagram everybody's just there
1: and and once you're on instagram you you generally have to have an account Mm -hmm, to to do anything Mm -hmm. um so when you when you open up your instagram app you're actually logged in
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm, straight away. If yeah. you
1: go to yeah, if you go to YouTube, you don't have to log in. Mm-hmm. You know, you can view as many videos as you want, mm-hmm. and you, the only time you need to log in is if you want to like or that's want right subscribe. You subscribe to somebody's channel, yeah. But yeah. on Instagram, you're there all the that's time, right. and you just click, click like, click like. Yeah,
0: <laughs> that's it. You're right. So to yeah. interact with content on Instagram is much easier than yes,
1: it is. You know, yeah.
0: You say. Yeah. Well, Clem, we're thrilled to see you fit well and flying in the virtual skies around the That's internet true. all over it. <laughs> uh, congratulations yeah. for everything that you've done so far and that, and that you continue to do. And I know you've said a couple of times in this interview, anybody that wants to reach out, either anything to do with prostate cancer or flight simulation, yeah. you're more than happy to, to be that guy at the end of the line, yeah. which is great. So th- yes, thank you very, you very much. Welcome. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yes, we'll put all the links to all the bits and pieces we've talked about in the show notes for this episode. Um, so we'll let you go now. Thank you very much, Clem. Thanks for your time th- today. Thanks very much.
1: It's it's been a pleasure, you know, having to chat about my passion, which it's just it's, it's my life basically. It takes over my life. But <laughs> it's great to be able to talk to people about it. And if anybody, you know, as I say gets um any information from this and wants to take their hobby a bit further, if it helps them, then that's great, you know. That's all I want to do is to help people to enjoy their passion as much as I have done. Thanks again for having me. Thanks, Clem.
0: Absolute pleasure. And it really was. What a treat. So everything you need to know about Clem and what he's up to with FlySim24 and the new initiative at Prostate Cancer Research is all findable and clickable in the show notes for this episode. If you'd like to talk to Janno Media about podcasting, perhaps you're looking to start something up for yourself, we'd love to hear from you to talk through your ideas. You can get to us through the website or you can reach out to me directly if you like, sassy at janomedia.com. That's S-A-S-S-Y at jannomedia.com. See you next time.